This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast of Critical Hit, a gaming show by gamers for gamers on Joy 94.9. Kev, I can't believe you found the boss key. I know, and I couldn't have done it without you, Luke. You're listening to Critical Hit, Joy's only video game show. It's by gamers, for gamers. Yes, you are here on Critical Hits on Joy 94.9 on Saturday afternoon. A lovely Saturday afternoon. It is lovely. It is a lovely day in Melbourne, which is great. And that was some Gears of War soundtrack to kick us off because... 
today, guys. It's actually one of my favourite uh, shows this time of year, previewing 2016, talking about the games that are coming out and if we're excited about them, if we think they're going to be any good. And there's been all sorts of news this week about delays and stuff as well, so lots to get through today. Yeah, and today we're talking all about the Xbox and what yes. games are coming up for the Xbox One in particular. The X-Bone. The and Tom is oh. here with us as well. Yes, hello, hello. Ready for some uh, official Xbox gossip? Yes. Can we not say X-Bone? I really, X-Bone. Di- I really dislike Everyone it. Everyone says X-Bone. Oh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should. Oh. But you say things like Ass Creed. Yeah, but that's so, funny. <laughs> well, Xbone is kind of the same level of immaturity. Stupid. Yeah, immaturity. Yeah, it's the same. Like Ass Creed and Xbone. It works. Yes, almost in Maybe. sync. Yeah, it's perfect. Xbone the Ass Creed. Yeah. Ask Creed on the X-Bone. I stop. Uh, so, we are going to be going through the big Xbox One games of the year. Gears of War 4 is one of them. Also, a few other ones, such as Quantum Break, for example, coming out on Archer's birthday, everyone. Ooh. It's very exciting. So, you all now know when my birthday is. I expect yeah. gifts. <laughs> he expects Quantum Break-related gifts. That's as in, yeah, G-I-F, gifts. Oh. Send you go. gifts. That's yeah. cheaper. Gifts, yeah. I Probably can, easier I can, I can to buy something, that. though. Send me make. gifts. <laughs> Uh, so that's going to be later on in the show. It's very exciting, very exciting stuff. Now, Much excited. Much wow. excited. Before we get into the news, guys, though, I think we should uh, go back to our weekly segment again and talk about what we're playing at the moment. Well, I guess I can take it off. Go, Archer. What are okay. you playing right now? So I thought I should give it another go because there are a lot of diehards who are a fan of this game. So many. And I never really got into it initially, but I've really gotten into it again, so I guess they've fixed some things or something. I don't know, maybe it's just a bit funner, but I've been playing Destiny the last week or so. Back into Destiny. Back into Destiny. So have you got the um, the expansion from end of last year, or are you I, just playing the original? I haven't actually bought any of the expansions yet, but like right. all MMOs, the um, any modifications they make to the game reflect over the entire game, even if you don't have the expansions. Yeah, so you don't have the extra content per se, but they have fixed oh, a lot I of see. issues. So yeah. still get that, that improved gameplay overall even yeah. without the expansion content. The fix all of the issues adjusted the difficulty a bit, yeah. which was a problem in one of the sections I was stuck on last time I put it down. Yeah. And yeah, I've actually really been enjoying it. Okay. Yeah, I, I have friends who have played Destiny consistently since it came out and have kept playing it pretty much all the way through. Take a, the odd break to play something else, like your Fallout or whatever, but they've pretty much consistently kept playing Destiny, and they love it. And I... I got to level 20 and I pretty much lost interest when I first came out, but I keep being told that apparently they've fixed it a lot since then and it's improved so much and the extra content's really good, the community's fantastic, all these really positive things. But for me, I'm still a bit like, well, should have been that good at the start, shouldn't it? Like, yeah, it has I that sh- ship sailed. Yeah, like, I shouldn't have to wait a year for a game to be ready to play if it's being sold to me for full price. I don't it know. It should be playable straight away. It, it, well, it is an MMO and it's a continuously evolving game as well. Um, you wouldn't judge WoW by the standards of vanilla. That that wouldn't be fair. You couldn't compare the content that was in Rattlelich King or Burning Crusade or Cataclysm to how it was in the original game because it it changes all the time and grows and develops. I still feel like though when you put a product out because it's 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 an MMO, right? Yes, it is. But I mean, it wasn't necessarily marketed as such. You know, it's from a team that made Halo back in the day, right? Bungie, and they are known for their shooters and stuff like that. And for me it didn't hit all those important marks when it was released. You know, it was playable and it was fun, but it got really old really quickly. Like, I finished it, and I was like, what's the end game now? And the end game at the time was randomly do random quests that mean nothing, except that if you're lucky, they might drop something that has light, and if you get light, you can increase your level. 
but if they don't drop light, then too bad. And it was the difference of, I can play for 10 hours and maybe get nothing, someone else can play for two hours and get all this really cool stuff and level up. So there wasn't a fair progression at the time. And that irritated me so much that I stopped playing. Well, it's been fixed. So if you want to give it another shot, I would. Nah. But what, what have nah. you been playing then? Nah. I've been playing one of your favourites from last year. Oh, really? Year. Yeah, still um, plugging through Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Ooh. Because, um, well, it's really good. <laughs> it is very good. Um, but yeah, I'm now just uh, sort of capturing all the different districts and stuff and, you know, doing all the extra missions and I'm I'm sort of now heading through the story. I think I'm like 40% complete with the story. I've got heaps to do in terms of other stuff because it's, you know, like any Ubisoft open world game, there's like millions of things that you can do if you want to. I have like a quick anecdote regarding CES, the consumer electronic show that's on at the moment and Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Sure. Um, A company called Toby have this eye tracking camera that you can use to navigate your computer without using a mouse. I saw that. Yeah. You just tap things. Anyway, they, Assassin's Creed Syndicate has support for it. So instead of having to use your camera to focus on where to grapple and things, you can just look at different spots and it'll automatically change the targeting. You just hit grapple and shoots off. That's cool. It is cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it is yeah, cool. Cool story. Go. Cool anecdote, Archer. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, no, look, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, it is really, really good. And we have some news relating to the new Assassin's Creed. Well, it's a rumour at this stage. But, Lots of um, rumours. We're going to be talking about that later in the show. But yeah, I'm really loving it. I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game since, I think, 3. So I had a big break. I didn't play Black Flag. I didn't play uh, Unity. And I have not played any other Assassin's Creed You won't be able then. to go back now. I don't want to. Because the grapple hook just makes everything so much more yeah. enjoyable. It's so easy. So this is... You, normally these games, you're climbing arduously all these buildings, right? All the One time. One climb at a time. This grapple hook now, you stand at the bottom of the building, you press a button, and it attaches to the top, and quickly allows you to scale the building really fast. Like, why wasn't this Do done... Do you at least get one assassin that makes an, an, an in my day kind of statement? I want to hear, like, El Tayer being like, in my day, I used to have to climb by hand. <laughs> like, not yet. Um, but it's the kind of game with the wit that it would have that. But, um, you yeah, know, it's, it's, it's definitely changed and made a lot more fun. I used to hate having to climb buildings to get to the top of those damn viewpoints. And now, now it's, it's really easy. fun to climb buildings as yeah. well. The animation's so smooth and pretty. The main part I liked out of the... I only played one and two of Assassin's Creed was all the free running and climbing and stuff. Oh, well, it still has there. it. It's just that you have this shortcut when you really have done a lot of free running in the last few hours of gameplay. And you're like, you know what? I'm a done. shortcut to the top yeah. is, is handy. So. And it, the climbing hasn't been removed. If you don't want to use a grapple hook, you don't have to touch the thing. It will just stay there with an L1 or an LB. It's L1. Oh, oh LB. LB. Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Tom, what are you playing at the um, I've actually been going back to my roots a little bit. I, uh, Ooh, I've been playing... They must be very thankful for that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Did the die seep in? Uh, just a little. Yeah. Just, keep, you know, keeping care of your roots. Um, yeah, so I've been getting onto XCOM in preparation for XCOM 2's ah, soon release. Yes. When I'll be all over that. Only a few weeks away. And also a bit of Dying Light, because uh, they have the season pass for that, but one of their big expansions is is coming out and is said to be supposed to be a, a bigger than regular DLC, so we'll see yeah. how it goes. I've heard good things about what they've been working on, yeah. the team at Techland, to make Dying Light better and add more things to it. And, I mean, the game itself was pretty good um, yeah. to begin with, given it came from a developer that had a history of glitchy games and kind of and silliness from I, Dead Island. There is a little bit of, of that oh, still there yeah, that yeah, I'm yeah. seeing. And it's, it's really interesting going back, because that was pretty much the first game that I played when I bought my Xbox One. And so... In some ways, I didn't appreciate the grandeur of just how pretty that game is and how well it works because it was just, oh, this is a new si- system. You know, everything's wonderful now. Yeah. Um, 
but now going back after playing Fallout and things, which is great in other ways, but I don't think it has the the visuals of say Dying Light with its, yeah. its cityscape. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm appreciating it in different ways. Nice. Well, did you Dying Light? One of my favorite games from last year, and um, you know I think it it benefited from being launched in a time period when there was nothing else released. It came That's out in true. January 2015, which... It very much benefited yeah, from that. Yeah, it owned the market. There was nothing else to play since... Nothing else had come out since, like, November. So everyone was, like, hungry for that new game to come out. And when that got released, everyone went, this is decent and it's here, I'm going to get it. So it definitely... Um, it was really lucky, in a way, or maybe tactically very clever, that they put it in that launch period. But it, it maintained the online uh, longevity that often is a problem with a lot of these online games, because I didn't get it until months later. And yeah. I could still find people to play online and do co-op and stuff with. It was good. Yeah, that's impressive. I mean, Evolve, what's that? Yes. <laughs> Leave Evolve alone. I miss that game. No one I'm so it. sad. You could play well, it if you want to. Or by myself. Evolve, I play it by myself with no one else. No, you can't, because there's no single player. No, but it fills the game with AI and bots. That if you don't. It's terrible. I'm not saying it is, <laughs> Archer. I'm just saying that I could play it technically and AI would fill the spots of we the other characters. We do enjoy it, though. Stop interrupting me. You're so rude today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> coming back shortly, we are going to get stuck into the news. You're on Critically on Joy 94.9. With the games industry changing so often, it can be hard to keep up. That's why on Critical Hit, we deliver you the news that matters. Yes, we definitely do. And today in the news, a couple of things have happened during the week that we're going to tackle for you. Now, I want to follow on firstly from a conversation that we had last week on the show. So last week on the show, we were talking a lot about virtual reality and and the price of virtual reality. We were speculating at the time how much it was going to cost. Yeah, so vaguely remember hearing that. Yeah, and talking about, you know, what sort of price point it needs to have to be viable in the market and how people are going to accept those prices. So... Funnily enough, a couple of days after we talked about it... Yeah, we pretty much got that bang on the head. Well, yeah, so we, me and you, Archer, actually pretty much bang on. We said $600 would be the price. So I said five ninety nine, whatever. Um, and sure enough, in the US, $600 is the Go price. Us. So pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other two, Meigs and Finn, not so good. But um, <laughs> here. But $600 Sorry, US is the price they've given. And this is for the Oculus Rift we're talking about specifically. Yep. So there's still no official price on PSVR. We do have a rumor about that we're going to talk about in a second, though. Now, with the VR headsets available um, early April is the expected ship date. Now, the first pre-order run for the Oculus Rift has already sold out. Now, what they've also said is the package actually doesn't just come with the Oculus Rift headset. So the package for $600 comes with the headset, the sensor, the remote, also cables, of course, and an Xbox One controller, along with a couple of games, a Valkyrie and Lucky's Tale, which we knew were going to be bundled in with the Oculus when it launched. So $600 isn't just for the headsets, for a bit of a bundle there to kind of get you going if you didn't have a controller and if you didn't have all these things. So, now, what do you think about that? Do you think that's a fair price? Do you think that's people are going to buy it? I mean, we're talking like eight hundred bucks for us at least, maybe nine hundred. I think. On that. I think last week we mentioned the price is going to make it niche, especially for a first gen product, and I think it's definitely reinforced that, especially since I think we were. We've credited ourselves with guessing on the dot, but we were talking in Australian dollars, which well, yeah. they are not. So we're wrong, really. Yeah. <laughs> so wrong. So wrong. So we're going to be paying 800 to 1200 depending on how Probably. our conversion rate is at the time. 
uh, right now, ordering it right now as well. It's plus shipping. And a friend of mine's ordered one, and he Ugh. said the shipping cost that came up on his screen was 120 bucks. Yeah, but I don't think with a system like that, that's something you want to uh, cheap out on. No. You want that arriving to you in working order. It's true, but really if you're paying 600 plus the exchange rate, plus $120 shipping, that is close to $1,000. Oh, I think it's it's completely off the mark. I think this is going to be really interesting. Oh, it's um, going to... Oh, I don't know. I'm so... I think a system... In itself, the, the base price point you would look at would be the price of a new console when it comes out. Um, this is that plus a premium of, say, having, with the Xbox, uh, a brand new Xbox plus another Elite controller. So it's a bit of a step up in terms of... They expect, yes, clearly they expect there must be a cashed-up minority here. Well, it's not even it. a console. You that, need... I, that's what it, I mean. It's on top of the cost. This is just well, in terms yeah. of price point. And what they've said is... Other things with the Oculus Rift, they've said that, you know... The Oculus Rift and PC bundles, for those who won't know how to make their own PC, because you can build your own for cheaper, but they've said the bundle of a PC with the Oculus Rift is going to be around $1,499, so $1,500 US dollars for those who want to pay for that full PC See, setup. See, I'd be more inclined to buy that, because I'm getting really sick of my pre-built PC, because it just has issues but, out the wazoo. So I'm just going to, if I'm going to buy a new computer, I'm just going to get one that has a bundle. I'm not going to buy it individually. It's yeah, just, but either that's a really good price, or that's going to be a really me- mediocre PC. Or just that, Building a else. gaming PC for under a grand is But you know you know the specs that's needed as well. Like it has pretty high spec requirements. So a PC that yeah. costs I think it's a better off deal getting it bundled. People are gonna have to pay for this upgrading anyway at this point. So it's gonna be really expensive on top of that. Funnily enough, the CEO of Oculus has stated the company's not making any money on the current price point. So they're not making money on the hardware, even selling it at that quite lofty price. So it makes you think, you know, they have to be relying on the fact this is going to work out and they're going to have some great games and stuff like that they're going to sell because they're not making money on the hardware straight away. Or they're owned by Facebook and they're going to insert ads into it. No, a lot Ooh. of consoles and things, though, are under the, the price Not point. anymore. Don't make money. Not yeah. anymore. But, not okay, historically. So the Nintendos like, are pretty cheap. Mid-PlayStation 3 um, generation, that that's... Yeah, mid. Like, initially, they play, Initially, money. was selling at a loss, but no consoles right. this generation sold at a loss. Okay. But yeah. it's still, they didn't make a whole lot of money off it. Not a lot. Not, not a Nintendo. Lot. The um, software. The software's And so make once they cash. start having longer runs of, I assume they've got proprietary chipsets and things in here, and, and once they can get those costs down, it, they'll start making money off it. I think it's, it's the same as any new piece of hardware. Now, talking about the VR rumors as well. So this isn't a rumor. Oculus price is that. So five, $600 for the headset and the and controller. Now, PlayStation VR, there was a leak to on Amazon um, who posted what that's going to be costing. Now, it was removed, and um, Sony have not commented to legitimize whether it is or isn't true. Of course they haven't. Of course. <laughs> Did you see it? <laughs> $800 for the PlayStation a, VR. No, no, that's US. US, yeah. yeah US. Now, so this is on- a different problem because this one, you have already invested in a game console, or if you want to get it from scratch, you've got to get the console first, and then you get the PSVR on top of that. So it's sort of instantly... If you want a PlayStation 4 with PSVR, you're looking at $1,200. There you go. Thank you very much. And that's US. So, I mean, that's that's quite a lot of money. And the specs in your PlayStation are much lower than what the minimum specs are for the Oculus PC. So you're probably yeah. going to get better quality games out yes. of the bundled Oculus PC as well. Now, I have a question as well, because I haven't said anything about what's in the actual PlayStation VR kit, right? Because, I mean, to use the VR, you need, my understanding, the PlayStation Eye camera as part of that. And that's also, on, it must be on, no, it the PlayStation be Move controllers as well, two of them. So you have one in each hand to represent each hand movement, right? So that $800 would have to include those three things, right? Because, You'd hope so. 
Otherwise, so. if it doesn't, you're paying 800 bucks for the VR, you're paying 100 bucks for the camera, and you're paying 100 bucks for these weird phallic glowing balls. Each. It's 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 a and lot of you're money locked to the PlayStation. And yeah, it's it's a lot of money to invest in PSVR. Now they have also said this week they're going to have over a hundred PlayStation VR games coming out. So far, they've planned at least, which is which How is many nice. Of them are Sony AAA, says though. that like, though, yeah, AAA, probably like three. Exactly. Yeah. But it's still nice to know there's stuff in the pipeline, and they have to say things like that if they're going to sell these units at that price. Nintendo had a hundred games in the pipeline for the Virtual Boy, and look how well that went. Don't bring up stuff like that. Still in the past, Archer. Live in the future. <laughs> in virtual reality, the past doesn't matter. Now, in other news this week, another rumor that's come up, which is quite large as well. Now, is a rumor at this point. Ubisoft have said they cannot confirm or deny this is true. But for the first time in you know, 10 years, nine years maybe, apparently the new Assassin's Creed game will not launch this year. So it'll be the first time in the franchise's history to not release one of the main... Um, line Assassin's Creed titles year by year by year by year. So the new one is scheduled apparently to come out in 2017. Now, basically, the next game also apparently will be set in Egypt. And part of the decision to do this is because the speculation is that Watch Dogs 2 will be Ubisoft's big release at the back half of the year. So they'll do Watch Dogs 2 as their main Christmas 2016 title and give Assassin's Creed more time to actually um, be better because I am because so of Unity. They're saying that the re- because Unity came out with such problems and such fans and community and critical negativity based on the glitches, that's the reason they've gone, you know what? Yearly games? Let's take a year off. Let's get this one proper, fix all the problems that are constantly coming up with clipping issues and enemy AI and stuff like that, and make it better. I'm really okay with a TikTok release scenario. So they'd have two different studios working on um, Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs. They wouldn't be the same studio. It's similar to how Call of Duty does their TikTok release cycle. They have Treyarch Treyarch, or however it's pronounced, Treyarch. doing it one year, and Infinity then Ward. Infinity Ward doing it the second year. And, so and they have another one doing the third year now. You know, oh, right? okay, there you go. Three-year yeah. cycle, so TikTok, tack, who knows. What? Stop talking crap. I'm making um, up stuff. <laughs> it's a it. clock <laughs> originally, TikTok. But this is not... What I'm saying is that they're taking a break completely from Assassin's Creed for a year. So they've obviously identified... I mean, if this is true, because it might not be. Except but, for Chronicles. Except for Chronicles. But I'm saying the main line Assassin's yes. Creed games. So, which, you know, it would be good for them to again, regain more of the faith. Syndicate definitely got the faith back a little bit for a lot of people. Syndicate's a great game, and that's awesome. But, I mean, a break's not going to hurt, right? Uh, I mean, honestly, the reason I'm staying quiet on this is because I just can't engage with Assassin's Creed. I know it's it's wonderful and it's got its fan base and blah, 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 but the only thing I can come up with saying is something rather bitchy, so I'm just staying quiet. Instead. Oh, no, go ahead, by all means. But bitch. are you burnt out because it's every year? Is that part of it? Like Call I mean, of it, Duty and it, stuff? It's I like think another generally one. I am getting serious fatigue really badly. Um, you know, I just... I, I, like a bit of new IP and games that I, I tend to play that are in a series, yes, they're nice to go back to. You know, it's a homecoming back to a series I love, but it's not that, oh, this is an amazing new game that I'm going to get on. Maybe Fallout 4, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, I mean, sh- I mean, if you can release them and they actually work, then great. You know, turn them out every three weeks if you want. Ooh. But uh, <laughs> I. I th- a friend recently commented to me about a, a workplace thing that. Uh, uh, with people sort of having to to take work 
at home with them or, or getting sort of stressed out and things piling up, that if you can't do the job within the assigned time, then maybe you either need to step up or you're not qualified enough to handle this. Like, if they keep releasing broken games, then maybe they need to look at the teams that are developing and go from the bottom up rather than just give them more time. I completely disagree. I, okay. think, it's, I think it's a problem with more time. Like, these are stupidly big games. Unity is stupidly big. But yes, but they don't need to be chasing time anymore. This is a, a proper series and it's so right. They should be dictating their timing well, they rather are now. than feeling that they're pressured to this one-year cycle. Well, that's the issue with... But talking about a year off makes it sound like, oh, yeah. we're badly done by, we're somehow victimised by this. Well, I, say, I think that's more that. how Luke is articulating. Oh, okay. No, no, no. What do you mean I'm articulating? I'm, I'm saying they're taking a year off to because of Unity's flaws, according to this rumour, based on Unity being so critically panned for its flaws, they're taking time to make sure they get this one right and fix the issues. That's not how I'm phrasing it. That's the reality. It, the rumour that's it's been sure. out. It's not and so much that they're not working on it. It's that they're not doing a, a release this year. And, and if I, you don't have time to work on it, though, if it is yearly, which is not the developer's decision to make a yearly game, right? This is some bigwig who's in a room somewhere yes, saying, is, yeah. we need yearly Assassin's Creed so we can sell Assassin's Creed hoodies and sell figurines and keep and the franchise keep fresh it going and, keep yeah. it going every year people don't forget about it it's always in their mind Assassin's Creed make it happen guys release dates in six months make a game and that's the problem they have so I'm hopeful that this two year break will get them a chance to refresh and Egypt itself is a very refreshing setting to me it sounds really cool to have an Assassin's Creed set yeah. in Egypt in Climb Pyramids that's Do pretty cool you reckon cool. we'll have a coloured anti- uh, protagonist because that'll be the first time. Because Altair, despite being Middle Eastern, was very white. Well, some of the sub-characters in Assassin's Creed have been uh, of different ethnicities. And that's which great. Which has been quite nice. Like in, in, in Syndicate, there's been a few um, different ethnicities represented as main-ish characters, but not the main playable character. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure, you know. And I think that the world is ready for it. I think it would be a problem Liberation if they did. did have a different character or something? It's still considered a, like, a side shoot. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it was it, a spin-off. So, yeah. Still, technically, kind yeah, of. Yeah, set in New Orleans. Yeah. Right, well then, yeah. I'd be down with why, that. Yeah, why not? Yeah. There's no reason not to, but it's still where I mean, we are I mean, if they're good the with community. it, they can make some pretty interesting storylines if it's done tastefully and carefully using, you know, a, a different ethnicity main character. That could be quite interesting because mm. they could have some serious personal reasons in the time period that it's set as to why they need to do what they're doing. You know, it could come from all sorts of interesting places from a narrative perspective as well. I wonder if they'll follow the trend of moving forward in time rather than... Um, sorry, follow the trend of moving forward in time and instead go back yeah. a couple of years. But um, I guess they did that with um, Black Flag. That was set before 3. Yes. Because it was his grandfather. I've lost track of the <laughs> the timelines in this franchise now, <laughs> let's be messy. honest. Especially the, um, the present day, whatever's going on there. Yeah. Last piece of news, really quick one actually, because it's just a delay. Just another delay. Uh, however, very relevant to our topic this week, Scalebound, very large release for Xbox One. We've seen some gameplay footage and it looks amazing. I'm talking there's a dragon buddy by your side who fights for you. It's amazing. You have a pet dragon and it blows things up. What's not to love? It's the best. Uh, I want to play this now. And uh, anyway, unfortunately, it has been delayed till 2017. It was originally scheduled to be a sort of Christmas 2016 title. Um, it's been pushed back so they can make sure that the vision and everything is up to expectations for the game, which Again, I'm okay. We've talked about it a few times on the show. Delays are not a bad thing. Yeah, they're yeah. working on yeah, it. Yeah, I'm used to not getting my hopes up until a game's actually like yeah. being released. And Xbox, and we'll go through the Xbox games coming out this year in a moment. 
Xbox is fine this year. They've got some big games coming out. Gears of War slated for Christmas release at the moment, pretty much. I mean, they don't need to have two big guns like that. Yeah, at the same but time. I mean, this to you well, is yeah. just Gears of War is just sold. I'm done. You have Gears of War, but this would be a new IP, which is great. But they have a lot of new IP coming out this year, yes, as we're going do, to go which through. Is going to be yes, grand. we are. So coming back shortly. That is the news for the week. On Joy 94.9 and um, here we go going to our topic of the week which is Xbox One the 2016 preview which is very exciting and um a Meeks has wandered in off the street. Yay! A wild Meeks has appeared. Can we keep her? <laughs> I suppose. You made it. Yeah, I did. Finally. Finally. Parking in the city, man. Just, Melbourne trams. and Just not fun. Guys, don't do it. Glad that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> now, we are talking about Xbox One and the games coming out in 2016, of which there is plenty. Now, um, I guess the first major one for Xbox, it's coming out on your birthday, Archer. Yes! I love oh this God. game. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. I probably shouldn't be excited because then they'll just lead, to, lead to letdowns. Yes. Why not? So, well, if I'm well, if I so- have low expectations, I can be pleasantly surprised. If I have high expectations, I'll more than probably be disappointed. It's why us pessimists are such wonderful people at our core. It's your whole because we've really sorted this out. It's your whole thing with Watch Dogs. Remember, you were so excited about it, and it was just Ugh, flat. Don't talk to me. Whereas um, I really enjoyed Watch Dogs because I had no expectations. I of hated it being Watch any Dogs. Good. It was fine. Like, I don't know if they could make a second one out of it. Stop living in the past, oh, guys. Okay. Talking Xbox. Anyway, um, Quantum Break. Quantum Break is the game <laughs> we're talking mechanics. about. Time. Time well, explain what Quantum Break actually is, so those um, who don't know. I, I don't actually know a whole lot about Quantum Break. I know it has time <laughs> mechanics, and it's made by the people who made Alan Wake, Remedy. Yes. And the uh, same people who did Max Payne as well. I don't know if they I did believe Max it Payne. is. Did is Payne? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, but look, it's a third-person shooter action game. Uh, it's being, like you said, it's going to include time mechanics. So that means that you can do really cool things like sort of teleport really quickly and you can also freeze time but so only in certain around areas you. as well and yeah. yeah so you can create like a time bubble that people are frozen in so you can then like kill them easily i suppose or run away or whatever you would do in that situation and um it looks really cool it looks like it's going to be a really interesting action game and much like alan wake it's going to have some kind of weird supernaturally type elements and kind of be a bit strange and you know main character is going to be a bit sort of broken and has a big yes, backstory well they, they as certainly well. do have a theme with these sorts of games they do because max Payne is practically the same thing yeah yeah um but honestly i mean having the uh the proper sort of acting and capture that they've done in it i'm sold on this game just for uh sean ashmore oh the mocap oh my god incredible. sean ashmore who has been a, a crush of mine since about the age of 13 me too because he was uh, in animals, animals yes. yeah and then uh, his, his <laughs> brother wow. in uh, X Men. Oh no, those two are, are cute. No, the great. They're relax. adorable. Yeah. 
So it's really right. cool. I mean, it does look a great game, and it's been. Um, it was delayed from last year. That was one of the ones that was meant to come out last year. They pushed it back till the first quarter of this year. And look, um, they did say they pushed it back purely because there was a ton of stuff going on. But then we just saw a news article that said, "Oh, Remedy says Quantum Break is almost done." Fourteen hours ago, like. What? So close to being done. Shouldn't you hope it's done? With a game like that, though, you want to make sure it's done properly. I mean, Alan Wake, even though I really liked it, it did cop it a bit critically. Like, if people didn't like the game that much, they found the combat mechanics to be a bit kind of uh, lackluster. It was a cult-following game. You had to, like, you're either really into it or really not. I loved it. I loved how it was, like, episodic. How after each part, it would be, like, previously on Alan Wake. Like, like Until oh, Dawn. Did you like how Yeah, it like, Until Dawn, yeah. yeah. I've got Alan Wake. I've never played it, though. It's on my Steam library. Oh, you should give it a go. Yeah, it's fun. I like when the enemies run at you, you have to shine the torch on them first to make them vulnerable, and then you can shoot them. Anyway, so we're I like we're that. About Quantum Break. Quantum Break. But the same developer. So I'm just saying Quantum Break is needs to get the combat right, because Alan yeah. Wake didn't get the combat but right. But what Remedy are great at is narrative, and I'm a big narrative buff in I games. think that's what it is really going to come down to, because in fairness, I think the gameplay looks a lot like Prototype, uh, which was a cool little game, but it's just instead of having, I guess, physical manipulation, it's time manipulation. Mm. But it's that same sort of streetscape with, you know, cars and kind of army guys around. and you know. I think it's a lot of sandboxy. I don't think it's, I don't think it's sandboxy. Yeah, I don't think it is. I think it's pretty linear. Oh, really? I, yeah. I believe it's quite linear. Okay. I'm okay, I'm okay well, with that if the plot's good. Yes, if they put the, the effort into the storyline, then absolutely. It well, does actually have an accompanying live-action TV show. Oh, really? Yeah, so when Microsoft mm. was all like big on entertainment, they were, they were launching their <laughs> yeah. own. It's always a concern, though, hey, because they did that with Defiance. Um, Defiance, and it didn't work. Yep. The show mm. was all right, apparently, but the, the game was flopped. good. I, I liked the game. It was the, the game that let it down. The yeah. game was not received very well. I didn't well. find out about the game until right at the end of the TV show, and then I was like, yeah. oh, Oh, it's done now. (laughs) (laughs) It's an online game that no one plays. That's awkward. Yeah, yeah, so look, TV show, great. You know, if if it's good, if it works in and it extends the world of the story and stuff, that'd be great. I would have loved an Alan Wake TV show as well. You know, it's... The story's there. The story's good. It has been almost three years since this was announced. So yeah. I'm glad to see it coming to fruition because it was announced alongside the Xbox One's announcement. So mm-hmm. around April, March-ish of 2013. Yeah. 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 Look, it looks pretty, that's for sure. And hopefully it ends up playing as good as it looks. That's oh, I love the glass art direction, how they've got the shards and things. Yeah, it looks really nice, that's for sure. Pleasing. Pretty excited about that one. So that's due out. What date is it, Archer? April 5th. My birthday. That's right. So So now everyone knows when Archer's birthday is, and he's going to be really disappointed if he doesn't get gifts in the mail. Yeah, the people who were here earlier would have have discussed uh, this. Well, then. I've actually already promised Archer that he can review this one because it's his birthday. That's, That's fine. Yeah. That's all right. You can, do, you can enjoy it. Now, another game coming out this year on the Xbox One. Um, now, a few of these don't have locked-in dates yet, but they're likely to be released this year, so we'll go with that. The next edition of Crackdown. Now... I am super excited about this because I love the first two Crackdown. I don't know I totally Crackdown. That. What yeah. is Crackdown? We, we could turn Crackdown into a verb. You are cracked down to it. Shh, stop it. So, <laughs> crack- <laughs> so Crackdown, okay. Tom, Crackdown is a open world uh, city where you play as like a super cop, basically. Oh, okay. Who can jump buildings in a single bound and super strong and super agile and all that sort of stuff. And basically, um, in the game, the cool thing about it was you'd collect these agility orbs, for example, that would make your agility stronger right. and you'd find them in all these buildings and you could just attack people and it was over the top crazy action and cell shaded style of um, graphics right okay it was really cool now yeah. the new crackdown coming out this year is going to have entirely destructible environments ah uh, see I've been waiting for a while for a game to, to go there we've been slowly entirely. creeping up but, now yeah. tech nerd thing 
This is all done by offloading the physics calculations of the destruction. The entire city is destructible, and the physics calculations are all offloaded to Microsoft's Xbox Live servers, so the console doesn't actually have to do the physics calculations. Oh, How not is that going to work? Yeah. Um, so if you're doing fully destructible, you have to be connected to the internet, but there is an offline mode as well, oh, okay. but not everything is destructible in that scenario. Okay. How- Mm, for us Australians with our Australian internet and who don't have ABN, how is that? Is well, that it's the be? thing about the physics calculations; mm. they don't require high a, a low latency for it. It can it can just stream as it goes. It's not that integral. And that's but why it's, it's upgrade. It's uploading rather than it does both. download. Yeah, but like that's the the focal point because you don't get a lot of games that do upload a whole. We'll lot of see data. how it goes in Australia. I'm intrigued. Mm. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I mean, looking at the trailers, it looks amazing. Seeing like entire buildings and bridges coming down around the character. That's so cool. Like, everyone's always wanted to do that in games. Like That's why when Red Faction first came out and you could shoot through specific walls, even though there were specific walls, that changed everything People at the time. People lost their minds. Oh, my God. Yep. So the idea of this, I mean, this is really cool. To, to be able to literally destroy an entire city if you want to, I mean, that, that's pretty fun. Titanfall actually offloaded some physics calculations to servers as well. Oh, oh, we didn't hear enough. about any issues with that. I don't True. remember any issues. But see, Crackdown's up. not an MMO, though, is it? It's no. a, a single player that has this dynamic. Which co-op is as well, an interesting but yeah. Factor. Yeah, co- yeah, co-op, single player, and other stuff. Because yeah. MMOs, you sort of know that you have to have a good connection, otherwise, you know, yeah. everything goes to hell. Exactly. So this will be interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's one of my most anticipated games. Uh, it looks a lot of gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, looks, it looks, looks really good. So very, very excited about that one as well. Now, another one um, that we should talk about is one we don't know a whole lot about because I haven't shown much gameplay, if any gameplay of this, and that's Recall. It looks so cool. It does. Look it, it does. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'm, I, I watched the trailer and I'm like, oh, I wonder what, which direction they're going to go with that. I want to so, see gameplay. I want to see mechanics. I want to see I know, right? all that yeah. stuff. So it, conceptually, there's these blue adorable. orbs, basically. They're like power orbs, so to speak. And these blue power orb type things, this is my interpretation because I don't know much about it either, but they can be used to then create all sorts of different robotic mechanical type creatures that you can then use as companions in the game to solve puzzles and fight for you and so on and so forth. So you have like a dog type thing. You have like larger type creatures that you can well, also use I think from the that. dog's like your main companion and it's his core that you can use to like right. repower up either doorways or other machines. We or... are just speculating based on a single trailer. No, no, like, I mean, yeah, it looks like what it is. Just I mean, people got... chatting online and things yeah, as well. You have different, um, different mechanical robot type things with the blue orbs all sort of standing side by side with her. Um, there's flying ones, and there's big brutish type ones, and there's the dog. So, I mean, it opens up the possibility of, if you have the right mechanical creature thing, whatever, at the right time, that could open up gameplay mechanics. I would also like to point out, this that core mechanic was one that I used in a game that I made back in uni. And I was like watching this trailer, and I'm like, they stole my so idea. So is going to steal my bit. <laughs> you stole <laughs> no, my, bit. my bit. Yeah, so I'm just like, this looks dead. awfully familiar. Oh, my goodness. Who's this, the studio stole- behind this one? Do we know? Uh, I can look that up for you in just a moment Ooh, awesome. while we discuss it further. But look, um, it looks really cool. The trailer definitely um, got a lot of interest at E3. Everyone was talking about it and kind of going, oh, this looks really cool. And I think that um, another exciting thing, it's from um, Concept Amateur Studio. Never heard of oh, them. Never Probably heard a Microsoft subsidiary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, any game that you don't have proper gameplay footage, you do have to take with a grain of salt because we could just have Colonial Marines all over again. <laughs> I, I actually so am wonderful. I was really just surprised that it's coming. It's slated to come out this year, and we've seen no gameplay so mm. far. Like, mm. if it's that close to being finished, why haven't we seen any gameplay? 
It's always a, it's always a concern when that happens. It is like, a concern. But uh, you know, uh, hopefully the trailer was really well made. Hopefully that's an indication of quality at least, mm. and hopefully it comes good. The concept's cool. Microsoft could use some new cool IPs like that with new concepts. So I mean, hopefully it goes well. Taking a segue from that, cool new IPs and concepts that Microsoft needs. Sea of Thieves. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Pirates. New rare game. <laughs> pirates. pirates. I just want pirates. Rare. Pirates made by rare as well. Yeah, and exactly. They're you know, off Connect, not doing any more Connect. They're doing their own games now. Thank God. Good lads. Uh, so we have a rare pirate MMO thing, isn't it, Meigs? You, yeah. you know a bit about it. There isn't much to go off of. I did a Some whole bunch of research, yeah, and there's just, there's not a lot. There's a trailer and then there's a heap of videos from like IGN and stuff going, okay, this is what we think is going to be happening. Well, but, but, but with an knows. MMO, like to some degree, there's. Yeah. Yeah. You can't show it until you can show it. Like, yeah. you have to have beta or something to, to get enough players on there. Yeah, I mean, from my it looks like... So, it's a first-person pirate-type game, or it can be at least. It might have a third-person option. But in the trailer, you quite clearly see someone trying to find treasure, and then, like, skeletons come out of the ground, and you can fight them with your sword. There's footage of you on pirate ships shooting other pirate ships and walking the plank from the first-person perspective. So, it's definitely... And if, listen to the soundtrack from the trailer as well. It's got that cute little pirate kind of vibe to it as well. Cute um, little rare kind of vibe. Yeah. Very, like, traditional rare. Even the skeletons yeah. look very rare as well. Like, it looks like they've made them. It's all that kind of cute sort of... Could be scary, but also quite cute at the same time. Oh, the so. art direction is just so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, they've got good artists. Definitely. Artists. I, I do hope they pull out something a little bit unique in this, because we have had a little bit of pirate IP lately. Really? And True. There's been a few pirate well, games. Well, you know, Assassin's Creed did the whole thing with it. I, oh, think, I didn't even uh, count that. <laughs> Sid Meier's one re-released their stuff recently a couple of times. There's been a few pirate yeah. before in the past as well. But uh, this one, it, the, I think the difference with this one is the rare factor. The fact that it has that style that we've loved since... Banjo-Kazooie and Donkey Kong back in the day, that cute style. We want that again. I'd like Rare to see Rare have their mojo back. I mean, Microsoft really needs a developer at the caliber of Naughty Dog, yes. which yep. uh, Sony's, like, top-end developer, or Sucker Punch, or... It, yeah, Sucker Punch. It's kind of frustrating for me, though, because for me, Viva Pinata was a fantastic little game, and I just it didn't get the commercial response that I would have hoped it would have gotten. Critically, it was quite loved, but um, it had that rare style to it. It was adorable. It was Xbox only. It was super playable, Viva super Pinata. fun. Viva Pinata. You said critically at the second time. Did I? Yeah, I was oh. very confused. Did I? I'm <laughs> I don't know. Crazy. Viva Pinata, it really looks amazing, and I feel like that style has been kept. It's just that it didn't have that sort of marketing powerhouse behind it. I to think kind it was incredibly it. badly branded. Whenever I looked at it, it looked kind of just like a party game or something like that. So I just didn't even bother to check I think the back cover. I agree. <laughs> that was an issue. Um, and I just don't think it had broad appeal. I tried it, couldn't get into it. Mm. Yeah. I loved it though. Anyway, look, I'm, I'm keen to see Rare back in the spotlight again in a really positive way. I'm keen to do some pirate MMO with my friends. I'm keen to get out there on a ship with you guys and fight some fools. Yeah, let's plunder some booty. <laughs> let's do it. That's <laughs> what we do. Uh, now, also this year, other games coming out. We played the soundtrack uh, just before. Um, this is more of an indie title, smaller release. However, it looks amazing. Um, one of the standout games in terms of art direction for me at the moment, and that's Cuphead. It looks yeah, so looks really amazing. Cool. Yeah. The art direction, 50s cartoons. Why is it no, no one? No, no, 30s cartoons. 30s cartoons, 30s sorry. Cartoons. Um, Why hasn't so anyone yeah, done like, that before? Your Popeye and your Betty Boop, that real sort of like bouncing on the spot, hands out to the side, like and they've done the, a p- 
perfectly. Yes, it looks exactly like those old school cartoons. It feels like an idea where it's like, why didn't anybody think of this yet? Like, this is... It wouldn't take a lot of graphical power to run this game, but it looks just stunning. Like, it looks like you're playing one of those cartoons. It requires some incredible artistry, however. Yeah, I think painted cell and things really didn't take off until people knew that the games were capable of being pretty, and so then you could go and flatten it a bit. And it's not just, oh, look, they're cheaping out on the art style because they want it to make it look graphically better than it is. Like, now people know it's done properly. I don't reckon this would have been pulled off anything prior to, like, 360 generation. Of oh, Agreed. no, probably not. To get yeah, that yeah. real flatness, You yeah. couldn't have pulled it off on PS2. It would have been, like, a bit vectory. and Yes, exactly. Not, yeah. yeah. What I love about Mastery. it, too, is it has that 30s cartoon vibe, but it's also quite dark. Like, the enemies in the game, but as they're those, messed up. As it's... they were. Like, some of those cartoons, you know, you just can't get them anymore, but some of them were pretty messed up. Yeah, <laughs> true. Were. Fair point, fair point. But it's so hard. It's basically a bullet hell in some cases. It's a tough game. I played it at PAX. Yeah, I missed the PAX. Yeah, they had a few. Actually, it was nice. Xbox, the stand, had four consoles dedicated to Cuphead. And it was always busy. Everyone was yes. always queuing up to play it, which is great. You know, it says a lot about everyone it. Everyone took like 20 minutes trying to beat one boss. It's true. And the cool thing is, you know, it literally is just boss battles, basically. Like, you have this world. So it's not a side-scrolling type game. Like, it looks like one, but literally you have the map and you go to different sections of the map to fight whichever boss you want to fight. And you have this epic boss battle, which usually has, you know, three stages and evolutions and stuff you know like your standard boss battles in those games but i love that it's just big moment after big moment with that art style it doesn't have any filler stuff that's kind of like oh, i want to get to a cool boss battle it's just these really awesome big battles it's also mm. one of those games that we're seeing more of these days in which you just have to keep trying and you'll screw up over and over again and you'll keep trying you're like yes i got through that section now i just need to try and figure out the mechanics of this one figure out how the boss fight works and then just try and get through it over and over and over again and people still love it that's what we're getting from from software a lot but this is just applied in a flat 2d side scroller and couch co-op too Two players on yes. the match, yeah. which is awesome. You know, um, that's the kind of thing you want to have help with. I'm Need- glad they're bringing back that, that couch co-op. I think I've seen a few games recently who are starting to bring that back into, you know, popular light, which is good. You need yes. way more couch co-op. Yep. so sad it doesn't really exist anymore. Mm. It's, it's coming it's, back. It's, it's coming the back. best way to get friends who aren't necessarily gamers into games. You know, trying to convince them to buy a console and, and games and things is pretty hard when they have no baseline. Oh, that carrot is so terrifying. The carrot in Cuphead. Yeah. yeah. They're, all, they're all terrifying. The whole game's terrifying to me. I'm going to have nightmares. Like, ruined childhoods are going to happen from this game. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> it's really fantastic. Um, so, looking forward to that one. Uh, I don't think it's too far away either. So, it certainly felt very finished when we played it at PAX. So. Definitely. We'll see what happens with that one. Now, one that I want to talk about. Because I'm surprised you didn't yes, bring this up first. Well. I'm I, so surprised. I held off a little bit because I didn't want to start with that. I thought it was going to be show. first out the gate. <laughs> nah, it's so good, though. Um, Gears of War 4. It is the fourth um, major game in the franchise. There was Judgment as well after 3. So, in a sense, it's the fifth kind of Gears of War standalone title. But... Um, Guys, this is the big one. This is not just a big one for me, though. This is a big one for Microsoft to get right. I mean, this is pretty much on the same level as your Halo and stuff like that nowadays, where this has to sell consoles at Christmas. So it's not just about me. I wish it was. It's about everything Microsoft are doing this year. Gears of War 4 has to cap it off and be strong. 
I don't know. I I like to see more new IP. I mean, I don't think Halo was I mean, the system seller mm-hmm. they wanted it to me. be, and I'm well, I'm hoping that Gears of Snore is. But I'm don't not call it that. I will get you off like, the show. I'll be off. I never played Gears of War, but I did pick up the uh, the Ultimate Edition that yeah. had the the redef- one two three. Yeah, and and yeah, the old versions. And I can see the appeal. It is you know I'm not a huge one for first person shooters, but it's it's got enough there to to keep you back. And I probably will try to play through. The first three in the lead up to four. I mean, out. it brought in the cover mechanic that all those third person yeah. games use now. Gears of yeah. War was pretty much the game that said, "Here's how we do it. Here's how we do it properly." And other games sort of followed suit afterwards. Um, I but- can't. I really want to actually play Gears of War four because stop calling it that. I'm not even joking. That was a different one. <laughs> okay, I'll <laughs> turn your mic off. <laughs> I can reach the panel from here. Um, I'm sorry. I actually do want to play it because it looks like it's um, the story they're taking away from the whole big mask. Um, just chunky dudes going mask around shooting mask. Yeah, mask mask. <laughs> because it had that feel a bit too much throughout the but first few games. But it was so games. pantomime That's, oh, what I that's like. why it was great. I love that it was this broy like, come on, bro, get the shotgun, yeah, man. I struggled. <laughs> I struggled with it so much. But the, I, that they, was what made they, it charming for me. They seem to so be going good. away from that, and I'm happy with that. Well, look, the maybe game, I can get into this plot. The good thing with Gears of War is it has always been completely self-aware of what it is, and I think games that do that often come off a lot better than games that don't. There's a lot of games that get released and you're kind of playing it going I'm not sure what they were trying to do but with Gears of War you knew like they knew what they were doing they knew they were making this big dumb goofy bro-y action game big explosions swearing dudes with muscles bigger than their entire bodies <laughs> chainsaw on the end of a gun like they just went all out with this ridiculous action thing and I love that about it. I love just how it doesn't care it's in your face and it's like yeah, you might not like it, but I don't really care because I'm in your face. I, May- just, I love that. Maybe it was just too camp for me. Maybe it was a terrible gales. Really, felt <laughs> so camp and made me uncomfortable. It's like, oh my god, are these? This is this serious? And people love. I think my issue is. People would love it unironically, and they think that, that, yes. that it's not trying to be ironic <laughs> yes. in any sense. There is and a they will take it there. seriously. It's like these people exist. <laughs> yeah. That's why they cut out the shower scene. <laughs> you know, that would have been wonderful. That's amazing. I want to find that scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, it's definitely a thing. <laughs> Look, but you know, for me though, Gears of War. I never was a big Halo person, right? I like Halo, but I was never like that. Oh my god, the next Halo's coming out. That was never me. I never had a game that made me that hungry for the next version. But Gears Gears of War is that game for me. Gears of War is that big one that I wait for. I will take leave when it comes out for a couple of weeks so I can play it non-stop. I am fully committed. Gears of War 1 is the reason why I had to defer one of my years of uni. Because I wasn't <laughs> studying. I wasn't God. studying because I was playing Gears of War and I, was, I couldn't stop. I was like, yeah... The uni can wait. I'm going to play Gears. I apologise for the puns. I only thought of two, so you're not going to get any more. I don't want any more. Um, <laughs> but look, Gears of War 4, it's, it's really important that it goes well, and um, Microsoft needed to go well as well this year, because it's their big cap-off for 2016. Speaking of their big franchises, though, we've also got Halo Wars 2. I wouldn't call it a big franchise. Like, Halo, no, Halo is a franchise. franchise. But Halo Wars is, as a separate IP is not a big franchise. No, I thought people liked it. I haven't played it. I, it, I think it did add another element or dynamic that uh, that was fresh for the Halo well, series. Well, you're a Halo girl. Did you like Halo Wars? No. Never played it. That was the RTS, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never played I, it either. No. I got it there, and I'll play it one day. But yeah, like I, I liked Halo, and I like my RTSs. Like I love StarCraft, like mm. two bits. And so when Halo were like, "Oh, we made an RTS," I'm like, mm, "You're probably not going to be able to do it as well." So I'm not going to go near it. Well, the main feedback from Halo was was that it wasn't hard enough. That it was actually quite simple, and it didn't have those deep RTS mechanics that RTS lovers really get yeah, into. Yeah, that's exactly it. And so if it's too simplistic for me, I get bored really easily. Yeah. I really enjoy a. Ch- 
challenge. Maybe I should give it a go. I hate RTSs most of the I love time. It. I found it okay. I'm not good at them. I like them, but I get to a point. I hit, I hit that point halfway through an RTS where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Yeah, not really, good at RTS. I get really well. stressed. <laughs> but Halo Wars, I found, was quite playable because it was simple. Like, yeah, it wasn't challenging. and In that level, it was kind of a bit, bit boring, but um, it definitely tried to double up on getting people casual gamers interested so look Halo Wars 2 I'm not surprised they've gone back to it and um, we'll see what happens I guess other games that are big this year for Microsoft and Xbox One the last one really um, Fable Legends apprehensive yes Yes. Agreed. <laughs> I, I was one of those people who actually didn't love the original Fable games. I found them too linear Agreed, compared to yes, other yeah. games that had a more of a sandboxy kind of feel to them. I liked the original Fable and didn't really like the other ones. I mean, I love the universe, but I don't really think Line had ever really pulled off the games as well as they could have. Yes. So, yeah. Fable Legends, just for those who don't know, it's an online four-player version of, of Fable. Five-player asynchronous. Five-player asynchronous. So yeah, that means so you have I have one my turn and you have your turn you tomorrow? Have, no, you have one player who's playing as the enemy ah. and then four players who are playing to fight the enemy. So it's Evolve in Fable form. Mm, kind of. The enemy kind of has different... It's, it's different to Evolve. Obviously. So the enemy has much different mechanics to what the heroes have. Much like Evolve. It's, <laughs> I mean, like, and he said it was I'd just, just whatever. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> so, look, <laughs> Fable Ledge. So, look, it's interesting because like, Fable kind has of been, like Evolve. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Fable has been traditionally a one-player intense RPG with a lot of. Um, mechanics about relationships and a lot of bits and pieces about the world building and stuff. It, yeah, it the just, morality measurements and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, everyone's kind of waiting with bated breath about Fable Legends because it's like, oh, is it going to be actually Fable? <laughs> Will it be boring anymore? <laughs> is, it, <laughs> is it just using the branding of Fable to make a new game? Which is what it feels like to me. Yeah, yeah. same. It doesn't. It, I, it looks a little like Fable. It's used the name, but other than that, and the I art style see, and yeah. the, and the world. I mean, like it's still the same studio as well. So I don't, I don't have any problems with them doing a spin-off of oh, the Fable universe. There's so, nothing wrong with but it. the thing is the thing that I did love about Fable was the relationships and the fact that you could you know have a wife or a husband and kids and all the rest of it. So I can't help but wonder with a four player, does it allow for a polyamorous relationship? Because I, after <laughs> season four, I like, don't think they include shacking up together. Tom asked the big questions. <laughs> I think that entire function and idea of the game is completely removed. It's well, not like that. Well, then it's not at Fable. All. Like, well, it's it's come not. On. Well, it's like Halo Wars isn't Halo. It's yeah. it's just set in the universe. Which it's okay if they want to do something else. That's nice. I hope it works out also guys though let's remember it's free to play yeah so, i've actually got the beta i mean so on that level people are going to give it a go anyway probably because it's free i guess why, why wouldn't you give it a shot i'd give it a shot if it's it depends free. Yeah. where they put in the uh you know whether there's any microtransactions or, or, paywall or whatever yeah um, depending on, on how it stays for the free to play side of it it'll be interesting look i mean i, I have i have a little faith i guess because i think the studio will be make it good but at the same time I have the same reservations Meeks has where I'm just like, oh, does it need to happen? I'd rather just a Fable 4 and have it improve on the last Fables and make it better and be in the same one-play universe. Like, that's what I would rather have from the Fable guys is a new mainline Fable game, not this online free-to-play multiplayer whatever it is. Agreed, but I'm interested to see how this goes. My biggest... Mm. I think this may be good for the series. My biggest issue with Fable is I don't think it was ever as good as the fan base it got yeah yeah, yeah. like Agreed. it seemed to it be overrated. really popular but it wasn't really that i think it's just because it was an xbox exclusive and there wasn't any that were similar well there were no st- other rpgs scope. really at that time in that in that style on the xbox yeah, so, yeah Ima- right. imagine if um uh mass effect was 
kept its Xbox exclusivity. That'd be yeah. weird. Well, That'd be yeah, because I think you had the original Witcher out around that time as well, but that was PC only. Yeah. So playing that, which was really in depth, and then going to fail it, Fable, I was just like, well, <laughs> it was also yeah. really difficult and terrible. Yeah, in yeah. a wonderful way though. It was good. Big year for Microsoft is definitely ahead for the Xbox One. So we'll see what happens. Some big games coming out, that's for sure. I know I'm waiting for Gears of War Four as my big game overall for this year, not just for Xbox. So um, thanks for listening again next week on the show. We are going to be talking about Nintendo and their year, what they've got planned, 3DS games, Wii U games, and the unannounced but very, very likely NX going to be launching this year. Meigs, Tom, Archer, thank you. Till next you. time. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us, Meigs. It was really... Yeah, the whole... Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah, to have yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> this has been Critical Hit on Joy 94.9. This has been a Joycast of Critical Hit for Joy 94.9. If you like this podcast, please rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. Achievement unlocked.
Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.